You're listening to The Message from the Hillsborough United Methodist Church, our weekly sermon broadcast available for working around the home, your commute, or wherever God calls you to listen. several weeks of the lectionary have led us through a series of readings in the letter of James. And if you were with us last week, uh, David preached on um, the tension that James holds up between articulating faith and talking about faith and actually living it out. And he writes that if you have a faith, you profess a faith that doesn't bear fruit, that doesn't produce some kind of work, what you have is a dead faith. And then immediately, immediately, James goes into this next section about the importance of the danger and the power of language. We cannot be people whose faith is only language. And, and the language we use is so vital that James dedicates a whole chapter to it. Because words are more than words, aren't they? Words convey emotion and ideas. They also convey and carry the work of relationship. Words are more than words because they reveal something about our heart. Words are more than words because they can become seeds in other people's lives and in our own. Do you remember the first time somebody told you you were really good at something? Anybody? Yeah, a few of us. Can I ask what that was? Anybody willing to share the first time you remember somebody said that you were good at something? A friend who said that you were good at listening and helping to solve problems. Kathy's uncle was very proud of her when she could first write her own name. I'm still proud of you for that. (laughs) Words can plant seeds in our lives that blossom into something significant. And it can be significantly healing and helpful, or it can be significantly hard and painful. Words are more than just words because they convey ideas, they reveal something about us, and they carry power. 
there are moments I look back on in my life and I just cringe at things that I've said to other people. I usually remember them just as I'm drifting off to sleep. And then sometimes for minutes or it feels like hours, I think back on that scene and think, oh my, why would I say such a, why would I, oh my, and I get embarrassed and uh, all over again. Is that just me? No. <laughs> I know that's not just me. Don't take, uh-huh, because words are powerful, Sarah Richard. Words convey so much. And it's perhaps not incidental that James spends so much time talking about the power of words, given that one of the earliest ways that we talked about who Christ was is that he is the logos, the word of God in flesh. In the Jewish scriptures, in what we think of as the Old Testament, Creation comes into being because God speaks. Language carries so much. And we use it so haphazardly sometimes, don't we? So carelessly sometimes. See how great a forest is burned down, says James, by a spark, by a, a tongue of fire. You might tell somebody a hundred times how much you love them, how great you think they are, how kind you think they are, but one time, you tell them what a stupid idiot they are. And it will burn down a hundred positive things that you've said, won't it? Language is powerful and hurtful, hateful, angry language seems to be that much more powerful. I love that the lectionary just happened to have this reading a sign for the first Sunday after church has, after school has begun. Not many of you should be teachers, brothers and sisters. But I bet if you talk to our teachers, they understand why you ought to be careful because the words that a teacher says to their students, I think I've shared this story before, but in my first grade teacher, Mrs. Scott, God bless her, she didn't say this to me, but at the first parent-teacher conference that my parents sat down with her, I was not there, fortunately. Ms. Scott said, Clay is a, a lonely child. He'll probably never have many friends. I know! She should not have maybe been a teacher at that moment. I'm glad I didn't hear those words, because they would have carried so much for six and seven-year-old little Clay. A few years ago, Mrs. Nancy Scott, God bless her, sent me a friend request on Facebook. Uh, look who needs friends now. 
I only heard about it years after the fact. And even though I didn't hear them and they don't carry the same weight, I still remember them. Teachers, maybe more than most of us, know the power of words and why it is so important that we use them so thoughtfully and carefully and with such great compassion. Because the words that we say have a lifetime of impact. If you walk inside the, off the door, the main door, there's the office just to your left and there's a window. That's the first thing that you might see if you come in and glance to your left and there's a big poster in there. And that poster says we love and care for our trans family. I don't even remember where we got the poster, but I knew it was important to put it up because I know that so many of our folks who come out as trans hear from their family and their friends and their workplace and their church that you are not who you say you are, that you are not welcome here, that you are not worthy of love. So many of our LGBTQ siblings hear words from the people who mean the most to them that set a whole forest afire, that undo years of love and care from their family and friends. They are told they are not worthy of love that they have to change to be a part of a family. They have to be different to be a part of us, whether us is a group of friends or a place of work or a faith community. And those words carry a lifetime of pain. Why is it so important that we every week on our website, in our bulletins, when we have our normal bulletins, why on our Facebook page we say that we welcome, explicitly we say we welcome all of God's people regardless of their sexual orientation or gender identity or their status or their uh, nation of origin or their immigration status or their language. Why do we say that? Because so many times they hear explicitly that those things make you unworthy of love. And words are powerful because words are more than words. And our call, perhaps, is to be people who speak words of care and compassion and love every time we open our mouths which is really hard to do. There are lots of times, plenty of times in my life where I open my mouth and what comes out is not fresh restoring water, as James would say, it is salty water. Just me? Another? Oh yeah. I was, I was driving on Friday, just here and doing running errands, 
I was not in a particularly bad mood. There was nothing bad that had happened to me. I was not carrying any extra. But the they, it was like stupidity on the highway. I don't know what was happening, but everybody was a terrible driver around me. And I told them what morons they were and how they should be ashamed and their parents should be ashamed of them. I was, I don't know why, but people were cutting people off and they were honking and they were driving to, and they forgot to go fast enough when I wanted to go fast, all those things. No one was in the car with me, fortunately. I had my windows rolled up so no one could hear me. But what I realized after about 15 minutes of spewing anger at all the drivers was that my hands around the wheel were tight and beginning to cramp. And I could feel it in my neck and shoulders and in the pit of my stomach. Because even though no one else heard those words that I was letting fly, I heard them. And the power and the anger in those words didn't affect a single other driver on the road, but they did me. Because words are powerful. And we ought to be people who use caring and loving and compassionate words, not only with others, but also with ourselves. Because it's probably true for most of us that the harshest words that we offer, the most painful, unfair criticisms that we use are for ourselves. And words are more than words. We use lots of words every time we gather for worship. Words from scripture, words of prayer, words in song. Words of absolution and forgiveness. Words of confession. Words of healing and wholeness. Words are powerful. And we are called to be people who use our words and our language with such care and compassion that rather than setting the forest on fire, we are like a spring of fresh water in a world that is dry and parched. So brothers and sisters, hear this. You are loved. Not a little bit. You are loved with such outrageous, divine generosity. You are loved not because you have done well, or because you've never screwed up, or because you've pretended to be something that you're not. You are loved just as you are by the God who sees and knows every last bit of your life, every terrible moment, 
every angry word, every act of apathy, every bit of selfishness, God sees all of that and says, I love you. Every moment of generosity, every moment of kindness, every act of healing and wholeness that you put into the world, God sees that and says, I love you. Every secret, inward, shameful thought and secret that you hold, every worst criticism you level at yourself, God sees and says, I love you. Every beautiful, deep and profound, compassionate thought and act that you care for yourself and for others, God sees and says, I love you. Brothers and sisters, you are beloved. Not a little bit, but with extraordinary generosity. May we live with generosity of language and compassion for ourselves, for our neighbors, and for our world. Let our words be more than words. Let our words be the power of God's gospel in this world. And that is, my friends, the good news. Thanks be to God. Amen. Thank you for listening to the message from Hillsborough United Methodist Church. Our senior pastor is Clay Andrew. Our pastor for Las Naciones Hispanic Ministries is Jorge Rodriguez. Our media ministers are Kevin Proctor, Janica Stewart, Perry Hume, Al Dietrich, Christy Proctor, and Dave Rose. Presently, our live stream of services are available at 10 a.m on the Hillsborough United Methodist Church YouTube page. You can find out more, like us on Facebook, or subscribe to our YouTube at hillsboroughumc.org. Thank you.